Hello and welcome to episode 974 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Monday, August 30th. I'm your host, Paul Spore, joined this afternoon by Justin Mason. Justin, good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon to you too, sir. How you doing? I'm doing well. My kid's birthday this weekend. Uh, they turned 11. The big, the, the big one, 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 yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, so we, uh, uh, she's a big Harry Potter fan. So and uh, so we we spent no joke from Friday till Sunday. We watched every single Harry Potter movie. Aren't there like eight? Yes, nineteen and a half hours. That's impressive. Uh, I had never watched a Harry Potter movie. I still never. Yeah, I haven't either. Um, so did you enjoy it? Yeah, they were fun. Like not they're, really they're my well, genre, but like, yeah, yeah it was it was enjoyable. Reason. But they're well regarded, you know. Adults and and kids alike uh, love them. So you know, no no shade to anybody who likes them. Just haven't really jumped on. Not quite my cup of tea. But uh, that's pretty cool. That's cool that y'all did did the whole marathon there. Um, you also uh, marathoned your rankings and got mm-hmm. them done as promised. So we got uh, we got that to talk about today. We're going to dive into pitchers which is obviously one of our favorite things to discuss, our pitcher rankings, when uh, when we both put up fresh ones where we have differences. So that's what the episode's going to be about today. We're going to get into some spots where you're higher, I'm higher. A um, couple Texas guys that uh, we didn't rank particularly high. I just want to talk about them. You know, Some of these guys, there's going to be guys like these two that are going to pop off for people. And they're going to be in the story, you know, oh, I had this team. Here's my stars. And then I picked up this rando from Texas who, you know, gave me 25 good innings. And so both these guys have the opportunity to maybe be that. And then if anybody else pops up as we're going, we'll get into them. But let's start with the biggest news of this entire ranking set. You didn't rank Andrew Heaney. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, at some point. Even if you're, even though you love your children, uh, they can disappoint you to the point where you just disown them, right? And um, you certainly have here. And uh, I just, I, I still believe in the talent. I will be back in next year, depending on where he lands, especially if he lands in an organization that is good in developing pitching. Like he would be a perfect fit for my for my San Francisco Giants. Oh uh, yeah, you know, uh, but. Until then, I just I just can't buy in. Uh, even though he's in a really good position as a follower behind Kluber right now to actually sneak some really cheap wins, um, yeah, I just I just can't do it. I can't do it to myself. He, he's damaged my season enough already. Yeah, Heaney's going to be in that uh, follower situation, which does absolutely open up the door for some wins. The team's playing remarkably well, but he has to pull his weight. And a 540 ADRA, uh, 127 whip is actually pretty good relative to such a whip or uh, to such an ERA. So there is that, but at the same time, it's it's been rough. He's actually been a, a good bit worse ERA wise with with New York, but better on the whip though. He has a 112 whip with them. Of course, you can have a 112 whip. If you have a 3.1 yeah. homer per nine, <laughs> it doesn't matter. His walks per nine and so. homer per nine are the same. Yeah. Yeah, and the only time that's good is when it's uh, sub one, yeah, minusculely low. Like that's the yeah, that's the only way that's good. Otherwise, you know, even a, a good two point walk rate, if it if it's the same as your home run rate, that's very bad. So he's been rough, and honestly, I respect the fact that that you're not just blindly sticking with 
with him because like, oh, he's your guy and, and people expect Justin to be on Andrew Heaney. So I'm going to keep ranking him, you know, like 88th or whatever, which is a very low ranking, but still too high for what he's doing. So I, I don't blame you there. And uh, I respect that. I actually, I, I, my, you're at a hundred deep. I go 125, actually 130 right now. And he's 116. So I ostensibly don't have him ranked. That's really, once you get past a hundred, it's basically like, ALNO only 20 plus team mixers. It's a different scenario where anybody with anything close to a pulse gets a little bit of attention. So just wanted to address that because I was surprised that you didn't even rank Heaney in the top 100, but I totally, totally understand it and frankly respect it. Uh, but let's talk about the guys where you're higher. And uh, I didn't use a particular ranking cutoff, just kind of, and these aren't the, the five in order or anything, just picked five interesting guys where you have a pretty substantial difference than me, where you're on the higher end. Now, you did mention that you'll probably lower this one, but I want to talk a bit about him anyway, because I got a lot of, you need to have this guy higher uh, on my rankings. So it's only a 10-point difference between uh, us for Aaron Nola, 4 versus 14, but that's because I moved him up quite a bit from my my rankings update that went on the site on Friday, uh, or Thursday as it were, I believe, and I had Nola, let's see, where did I have him? I had Nola, oh no, hang on, that's the wrong one. I was like, wait, what? It says I have him not ranked. <laughs> that's from, uh, that's from, what's it called, um, July. Let me get the, the most recent one really quickly here. I want to say it was like 30-something, and everyone's like, ah, that's too low, that's too low. Yeah, I had him 29th, and I got a lot of pushback, and I, so I looked, and I was like, okay, I get where people are coming from. He has been a lot better. I was letting kind of the full season weight really, uh, really carry a bit too much. Recently, uh, you know, the last say, well, if you look in the second half, it's still only a 380 ERA for Nola with a uh, with, with a sub one whip though. So I think po folks are seeing that and they're saying, hey, he's been better than even this ERA suggests. And then very recently, if you're looking at like the last four starts, it's a 322 ERA with uh, still that sub one whip down at 0 0.76, 29 strikeouts and five walks in 22 and a third. So I moved him up a good bit. Uh, he's at 14 right now. I think I'm probably a little bit more comfortable, even a few spots lower, because I, I, I saw he leapfrogged a few guys that I like. So let's call it 20. And then you said you'd move him off that four a little bit, but you're still going to be higher. So you yeah. like Nola quite a bit. Is it that whip that's really driving it for you? Um and and what is what is your expectation for him the remainder of this season? Yeah, I mean, part of it's the whip, part of it's the underlying numbers have just been better than his his ERA has been pretty much all season long, but in, in into the second half uh, as well, where he's got a, a three twenty five FIP and a three eighty uh, ERA in the second half, but that whip has been elite. Uh, he's getting strikeouts. Uh, he is not walking anybody, and the remaining schedule is fantastic. I mean, we're talking. That's what I thought you were really yeah. keying in on was the remaining schedule. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got, um, you know, and I haven't I haven't like quite pinned it down. If you, if you go to the sheet on our Patreon, if if you're a Patreon subscriber, where you can see our ranks as we update him the rest of the season. Um, I, I've put the remaining schedule for uh, for every for every pitcher, uh, but I don't have it narrowed down to like which ones their starts. But just the teams the Phillies are facing the rest of the way. Um, we have wa at Washington, then at Miami, then at Milwaukee. That's the only really tough game. Then mm -hmm. home versus Colorado, home versus the Cubs, 
at the Mets, uh, home versus Baltimore, home versus Pittsburgh. Like that's the remaining they, schedule for these Phillies it's, pitchers. It's literally the best in baseball. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know that it's even close. And so that gives it a lot of weight. Now I will likely move him down to six. But that's that's still pretty. Uh, I don't pretty... know that I can push him behind Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff, who are on Milwaukee and could find themselves either getting skipped here, limited in games, uh, because they've pretty much wrapped up this division in the Central with an eight and a half game lead over the Reds, um, and I don't know that they're going to want to push those guys. I think they're going to want to keep them somewhat fresh for the playoffs. And they've been clear about, about innings, innings limits. They've already been working it mainly with Peralta, but also Burns a bit. I think Woodruff between the two, I, th- I separate Woodruff a bit because Which I think he's, better. yeah, I think he's going to be trusted more as the workhorse. And they're really going to see if he is that 200 plus inning guy this year, especially when you add in the playoffs with him. But uh, I agree with Burns. You know, maybe I, maybe I am still just too low on Nola. I, d- I do like somebody toting a sub one whip. Uh, the way he is throughout the entire second half here. And for the season, it's at 110. Did have some early struggles, but a 110, nobody's nobody's upset about that. The 430 ERA, it, it, it was really a, a, a lull there that uh, elevated the ERA, and it wasn't even a consistent struggle. It was, for a while there, it kind of started in early June. It was a one-on, one-off situation. He like uh, it was like four earned in five innings, but then... Uh, seven and two-thirds shutout innings. Then six runs against your Giants. Then zero runs and five and a third. Then seven runs against Miami of all teams. And then four against the darn Cubs. So he blew some opportunities there against Miami and the Cubs back-to-back to really help his ERA. Uh, and then got hit a little bit by New York coming out of the All-Star break, four runs and five and a third. That 619 ERA period in seven starts elevated his ERA from 384 to 464 so almost a full run there and then since that point uh we've seen a 342 with with the sub one whip from nola so he's been fantastic the schedule lines up nicely maybe i won't uh move him off that that 14 mark that i had him although i do like a lot of those guys that are right there but we are going to talk about one of them when we get to the guys i'm higher on um from your own favorite team that that you had low so i'm curious about that, but we'll get to that when we do. Let's move on to Dylan Cease, who I do like, but I will say you had him 14 to my 34. This is a pure innings concern for me, um, and I've I've struggled with this because I know I'm going to be updating these, and and I've always been of the mind where you should be looking at kind of like two to four week windows with starting pitcher rankings. Like I don't think it makes sense to be like oh this is rest of season in may and i'm and cool like why why try to predict that far out you know you're gonna update it a bunch cease is awesome and i don't uh i, I believe he probably deserves 14 based on that but he's at 144 innings they're making the playoffs i think they have to start to dial back his innings either let Kopech take his spot or at least piggyback the two, and that's why I couldn't get him that high. Where where were you at when you had Cease all the way up at fourteen, despite a potential innings limit looming for the uh, for the twenty five year old stud? Yeah, I mean the innings limit is the reason I don't even have him higher. To be honest, he's an ace. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he, he's and he's pitching like one right now. Over the the month of August, so far six starts, thirty five innings pitched, uh, two eighty three ERA, um, striking everybody out. Yeah, uh, huge month. Thirty six percent strikeout rate, uh, uh, sub nine percent walk rate so far, a point ninety seven WHIP. I mean, he's just been elite and um and a pretty good remaining schedule uh, as well. Pittsburgh, then uh, Kansas City, Oakland, Boston, the Angels, Texas, Detroit, and Cleveland are the remaining teams the White Sox face. And so, um, yeah, I think there is a concern that he could get limited here, uh, but they haven't as of yet. So No, but do you really see a scenario where they let him go all the way, especially with the playoffs looming? I mean, who's their manager again? I mean, it's Tony La Russa, yeah. but so they, they, have, they have a front office still, too. <laughs> Do they? I don't know. Yes. I don't know how yes. much I trust that front office. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, he could definitely get shut down. But, I mean, these are questions that I think a lot of these guys uh, are going to have, um, whether yeah, they're on that, really I mean, bad teams or uh, or on good teams that are ahead. I think, you know, I think you can make the argument that, like, okay, Charlie Morton's not getting shut down. Luis Castillo in the midst of the uh, uh, Reds trying to push for a playoff spot probably isn't either. Joe Musgrove yep. isn't. Uh, Max Freed isn't. That's why I favor isn't. those guys over a season. And I, I think that's fair. But like the difference between, let's say, Dylan Cease for me at 14 and Julio uh, Urias at 20 is so slim. Like I, I just don't think it's that big of a difference. Yeah, I mean, I have 20 spots between them because I just feel like, and, and again, it's not even skill-based. It's completely because of potential innings for uh, for Cease. And I just, I just, I wish I had more clarity on what teams were going to do. That's the thing. They're just, uh, we don't really know. And, you know, we're going to talk about Houston here in a moment. Not necessarily the, the guy that we're going to talk about getting shut down. But I, st- I still don't see how Luis Garcia is going to make it to the finish line. Yet they've said nothing about that mm-hmm. like they, and they, i had a hard time like i originally you know we can like just briefly talk about luis garcia because i don't know where you put him um i'm 31 right now i have him at like, 33 and i originally had him at like 70 something when i first did up my rankings last night and then i went no i mean they're they haven't shown any sign of of taking him uh, out of the rotation or, or limiting him. And so I just have to kind of put him up where I think his talent level is and I, hope for the best, I guess. I wonder if the right move is to just rank all these guys as is, and then when they're taken out, deal with it. Instead of trying to guess. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, um, I think we'll be chasing our tail a lot with that. It's just we we don't. That's what know. I'm saying. Yeah, and so I agree. Maybe it is just better to like. Okay, I'm going to put Cease and Garcia up because I trust their talent. I love their talent. I'll take as many innings as I can get the rest of the way, and then when they get shut down, which I I believe is a when, not an if, but then I'll adjust. I I don't know. I think maybe that's that's just the way to play it at this point because I I can't make heads or tails of some of them, and if I'm going to be updating these the rest of the year anyway, which I am then maybe that's the way to play it. So I, I think I might move those guys up um, in particular because those are two that stand out to me. Uh, I think maybe that's the right move. Uh, let's stick in Houston, talk Framber Valdez, who I do like, uh, but we have a pretty we have a pretty distinct split here at 22 to 37. I'm actually going to jump in quickly, though, before I even 
give you the floor to talk about him and say that I probably need to move him up a little bit. I think I was still stuck on some of his struggles from a while ago. August has been quite good for Valdez. Um, and I think I'm, I'm like, he's never really been bad at any point either, but when the walks were really perking up there in September, uh, September in, in July, there was kind of that period, uh, it was like a five start run, six start run even where he had 24 walks in 34 innings. And that's what I was kind of bugging about. That was two starts into August. Um, that was from July 11th to August 11th. So basically a, a month. But then these last three starts, he has one walk in each of them going at least six and two-thirds in all three, just dominating. Now, it's KC, Seattle, and Texas, but hey, you got to play the schedule in front of you. Um, I like Fromber, so I'm going to move him up a few spots. I'm still not going to have him 22, though. 22 is is big. I mean, you got him up over Logan Webb from your own ball club, Darvish, uh, Montas, Wayno who's been unbelievable. I can't believe I'm mm-hmm. even saying that with seriousness. I know. Uh, the fact I put Wayno in my top 30 is just how great he has been. I moved him up to 23, and I was like, yeah, this and feels I, right, I totally, which is crazy. Yeah, I totally I, – like, I have no issue with that. Like, it's um, – I think you can argue that Wainwright, because he won't be limited at all, um, yeah. that he could – that he should be a top 20 pitcher ahead of a lot of these guys who – potentially face some of these um you know innings limits especially now that they're um they're back in fringe contention they want to get seven plus out of him every time out um i know one of their crusty lefties that they traded for has actually been pitching pretty well hap has some pretty good results lester's remained terrible i wonder if they regret not really doing anything but getting some innings fillers uh, now that they're kind of, you know, meandering back into contention with the Padres struggling and the Cards themselves playing pretty well, you know, because their offense was continuing to underwhelm throughout most of the year. And in fact, uh, we talked recently about how Bader, uh, you know, fell off after he'd been good. But overall, I think that offense has has underachieved. But now they're playing a lot better, and they're I think they're three games back. But We'll see. But I love Wayno. He's been awesome. But yeah, so Fromber there, I'm not even going to push back so much on the ranking because even though I'm not going to move up to 22, you love him. I get it. Um, I think you're going to maybe highlight the schedule too. But talk to us about Fromber because he was somebody you bought in on early in the year before anything. Then the then the finger issue. Was it mm-hmm. thumb or finger? Finger, yeah. Finger issue happened. You were buying the cheapness in hopes of spiking something, even though he was hurt and you never learn your lesson from the injured guys. <laughs> that one panned out though. That one panned it out did. like a champ because he, he, you had to wait about two months. He came back May 28th, but he's been a beast. Fromber has a 291, 122 ERA whip combo with 99 punches and 105 innings. So you, you got a fat dub on that, but 22 feels a little high. So give me some insight on, on how much you love uh, Fromber the rest of the way. Well, I mean, I just love what he's been doing recently. And, it, you know, I won't even just cover the last three starts like you did. Like, I'll go back at the beginning of August uh, and see the fact that he's thrown 30, uh, 33 and a third innings with 33 strikeouts, uh, a 270 ERA. Of course, that 274 FIP uh, during uh, this stretch uh, and a 1.05 uh, whip. Like, he's just been an absolute beast on a team that lets him go deep. Like he, he's not yeah. one of these guys that, oh, you know, he's he's uh, he's only going to go five 
And I think missing the first two months of the season um, is allowing them to really just ride him. And I think they will continue no to do that. Uh, and so like, this is one of the guys that can really affect uh, your, your whip in your ERA categories. If he continues to, you know, pitch deep into games and pitch well, uh, because they're going to let him kind of rack up these innings, uh, maybe take some of the pressure off of the Luis Garcia's uh, and the other guys in this rotation. So, uh, you know, it's not like a, an obscenely great, end of the season schedule, but it's not bad either. You've got, you know, Seattle twice, um, a, uh, you know, a kind of flailing Padres team, the Angels, uh, the Rangers, the Diamondbacks, the Angels again, and then Oakland to finish it out. So Yeah, that's nice because their division's not that scary. Like, they're no. the best team, and even the A's and Mariners, you respect them as a quality team, but you're never mm-hmm. scared of their offense to where you're like, I'm going to sit from Valdez. No yeah. shot. And you know he, he in this in this uh five start stretch in the month of, month of August he's given up a total of one home run. I love that. Yeah, you know he's been he's been very good, and I've been impressed with Fromber. And so uh, basically, that one was a little bit of a uh, um, reality check for me because I hadn't I hadn't really dove into his stats recently. I'd been still worried about those walks from. From a while ago, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad I made that move there, and I've I've now moved him up. We don't have as big of a split now because of uh, because of my change there. So that's Framber Valdez, Logan Gilbert. Though I'm I'm definitely not going to be talked into moving him up. I'm going to be hoping to to bring you down on him. And it's it it's nothing against Gilbert. I actually quite like Gilbert, but I don't think you can really trust him right now. I'm not sure that he should be started in most mixers. In fact, I've gone the other way. I've created a bigger split here by moving him down. Um, are you familiar with what he's been up to? Yeah, and I probably need to drop you got him, him. You got sixty-three. I had seven. I had seventy-six. Like I said, I looked even further and said, "Nope, that's even too high." So I actually bought bumped him down into the eighties. I now have Logan Gilbert at eighty-four, and I just think he's hitting the rookie wall, and that's my concern. Um, this was a very rough month. It started off okay, five innings, three runs, six innings, two runs. That's a great start. Um, but then since then, five, nine, and five. Add it all up, it's a 9.13 ERA. It actually kind of started after the break, too. He wasn't that great in those first three starts. So if you look at the eight starts in the second half, 7.96 ERA. Still 44 strikeouts against 10 walks. So it's still a good strikeout-to-walk ratio for Gilbert. But it's the eight homers. And that's where you start. That's where I would say the command uh, and um, with the rookie wall wearing him down is hitting him because um, not so much his control. He can find the zone. Ten, 10 walks and thirty-seven and two-thirds. That's good. We, we're with that all day. And that's a there's a four-walk game in there. So if you put that off to the side, it's even better. Um, but eight homers in that time, he's allowed a homer in all but one of his last six starts. And that's my concern with him. I'm not sure that he's going to come out the other end of this, and they might just shut him down at some point, especially if they fall out of it. So, talk to me about Logan Gilbert and where, how low can I get you to move him down? Yeah, I definitely need to move him down. Um, and I mean, part of it is I I, I just like him a lot uh, as a prospect Same. and as a pitcher, uh, and I think a little bit of bias there, not really, uh, not really counting for the amount of home runs he's given up. I mean, he, he eight home runs. In the second half so far is uh, is an obscene not, amount. It's, it's actually not great, believe it or not. It's yeah, I, it's bad. I looked it up. Yeah. Um, he's almost his walk rate and his walk for nine homers per nine is almost uh, the same amount. Um, 
which tells you like, he's been he hasn't been walking a ton of guys except for that four walk game like you mentioned. Uh, it's still at a six percent rate in the second half mm-hmm. with an ugly four walk game, which tells you he was walking nobody in yeah. those other games. But I mean, he's really struggled with uh, especially the fastball command. Um, yeah, and that, yep. that that's been a real problem. But I, I do think maybe he's he's you know either reaching a, a rookie wall. Um, or, or maybe he's just tiring out because you know we don't know like what he was doing, in you know in at the uh, at Alt-Site. the alt site last year. I mean he only had what or he, he didn't have any innings, uh, you know, in terms of actual play. So mm-hmm. yeah, I probably need to move him down. Um, just kind of eyeballing it. Probably gonna move him below Nestor Cortez. Um, who I have at 75. Uh, okay, I'll put a note because I'm kind of adding notes that are going to show up in the yeah. podcast notes. People see I moved from or to 29. I'm going to put Justin moved him into the 70s. So I won't pin mm-hmm. you to a number if you don't have it, but I, you're moving him down at least 10 spots. Yeah, I think, like. yeah, I think, it, yeah, at least 10, maybe even more, you know. But I mean, we're also getting to the point too, like when you get outside of like the top 60. Uh, yeah, true. It's a true. huge that, just uh, – There's some you know big-time gamble guys there, but I, I have a lot more trust in some of these other ones even though they're they're a little scary. Even the next guy we're going to talk about, I'd rather put him out there right now than Logan Gilbert, and that's actually Madison Bumgarner who we have a 30-point split on. You have him at 50 to my 80. I'm, gonna, I'm looking at it, and I looked at it before I put him on the list. He had six starts this month. The first four were brilliant. The last two have been a little bumpy at P- Pittsburgh, at Philly. Um, he gave up two homers at Pittsburgh that kind of ruined that start a bit. But all told, um, you know, he was hurt and he returned after the break. So it's kind of a clean, clean return there. Uh, so nine starts, 297 ERA. That kind of stunned me. But the skills are obviously saying it's not quite that good with a 17% strikeout rate. Uh, 5% walk rate. I love that. But I do worry that he's not missing enough bats. And I didn't look at it. You can highlight it for me if I'm wrong. But I would imagine that the schedule can't be that good because I imagine that he's probably facing Because he doesn't get to play his own team, right? Exactly. Um, And if he gets the Rockies at home, at their home, then that's not even a good team to face. So what what does it look like for for the schedule? Because that's that's my scariest part with it. The schedule isn't bad for the next two weeks. He's got San Diego, Seattle, Texas, and then Seattle again. And then you want to drop him because it's Dodgers, Houston, Braves, Dodgers. Oh. So, I mean, you're pretty much using him for two weeks, and then you're – kind of packing up and saying, well, thank you for your service, and I may see you at the back end of my draft next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, depending on how everything goes, you may come back around. Um, so, yeah, th- that's why I kind of got him down there in that streamer realm of, like, you know, I'm not I'm not too keen on him. You know, some of the guys that, that surprised me that I like, even though they're young guys that might have to deal with some issues, uh, Hauk, Scooble, um you know, even Kikuchi and Flexen in Seattle, I like Caprelli. And, like, there's a lot of guys that I prefer to Mad Bum uh, on your ranking there. So that and was that's kind fair. Of- I mean, I've got like you know, I, I I like. I mean, again, this is one of those situations where you're gonna you're gonna ride him and probably Gallon too. I've got 49, just for that this bit for the next two weeks, and then they're both cutted. They're cut. Um, 
mm-hmm. for 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 one of these guys that are on the waiver wire. Uh, I just you know Bumgarner when his command has been good, he has been really good for um, sure. And uh, you know what what happened in the Pittsburgh game is he just didn't have the command. But even with like the Pittsburgh game and the Philadelphia game, he still went six innings and five innings. Yeah, he still survived on that one. Like they they still let him go. And I think unlike a lot of other guys who if they get into any trouble they're going to be yanked. You know we saw it with Hauk. Uh, not in his most recent start, but the previous one, you know, where like he, you know, he struggled a little bit and they just they yanked him uh, out early. Um, you don't have to worry about that with Bumgarner. They're just going to ride him. Um, so annoying how they handle Hauk. Yep. Uh, but that's part of the plus, like uh, on a guy like Bumgarner. That being said, like I said, you, I mean, two weeks and you, you cut bait and you move on to the next guy. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's completely fair. Uh, with regards to Bumgarner, I apologize. My my voice is kind of going because uh, the smoke is really bad here today. So I apologize if you're hearing that on the uh, on the audio. Yeah, yeah. As you well know, Jen's from California, so we and her family still lives there. So we stay in tune on the fire stuff. It's it's just become a fact of life now. Yeah. Every year, like it's it's horrifying. Like mm-hmm. that, the raging fires are. It's one of the scariest things. Like it, it just it's yeah, crazy. They're, they're evacuating Tahoe right now. Jesus, dude. Well, stay safe, man. Yeah. And we're, we're not in any danger this year. That's at least good. Not, I know you were yet. last year. We just, we're getting all the smoke from all the other fires, uh, so which makes it a little bit difficult to breathe and talk. But uh, Yeah, to just exist. Yeah, exactly, um, right? So, yeah, um, like I said, I can I can hear streaming Bumgarner and everything. I just had him lower because I like some of those other guys uh, that, I, that would push up a little bit more. Even Carrasco, um, a guy we're going to talk about in my splits – you know, I, I like a lot better, and I'm really going to grill you on him. But I will get to that in a moment. Let's go to my higher ones here. The this is only a seven point split, but at the high end, I think I think it matters a little bit more. And it's just so weird that I'm actually interested in this guy that I want to highlight it. Uh, I got Robbie Ray six to your thirteen. And uh, why do you have the American League Cy Young down in, outside the top ten? What 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 more does he have to do? I mean, he doesn't have. To, I I probably should move him up. Um, Yay! Uh, I don't know that I'm gonna move him up very far. Uh, okay. Okay. But uh, uh, where do you have him? Six. Yeah. Whew. And I love the remaining schedule too. You know, I mean. Uh, now here's this, the thing too. If I if you want even a little extra confidence, because you're probably gonna look at the composite numbers and you say, well, the home run rate's a little bit high, and that's why I didn't buy in immediately because he started this run in May, really. But he was giving up two homers a game. Literally, it was two, two, three, one, two in the five May start. So I was like, I'm not, I'm not moving him yet. I'm not, I'm not skyrocketing him. In the second half, he's given up four homers. Three came in one game against Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got um, one this month. Yeah, and, and like those count. I'll, I'll keep them in. But just letting you know, it's a .69 homer per nine. Since in the second half, which is very nice. And I mean, the strikeouts are through the roof. He's still not walking, guys. So I love him. So, I mean, I don't know. if You, you can move him up some, but I wonder if I can get him in your top 10 there. Oh, yeah. Really? No, no, he'll move up in the top 10. Um, okay. I'm just, uh, just looking at it right now. I think I will put him above. I think you could put him seven because you're worried about the Milwaukee guys anyway. Yeah, I'm I'm debating putting him yeah, somewhere between seven and nine. 
Okay. Um, okay. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Then I think I think I I think I swayed you enough. Yeah, because he's also going deep into games. I mean, he it, the last exactly. three games he's gone seven innings, eight innings, seven innings. Um, and I've watched all three. He's breezing, dude. Like, yeah, it, it, it's it's a different guy. And I mean, his say whip stuff. his whip this month is point eighty eight. Uh, <laughs> it's just I, I mean that's insane. Kind of, like it. I don't know who kidnapped Robbie Ray and put this guy in his I, I uniform. Know, I but... have it solved. I have it solved. Yeah. Everyone's talking about like, oh, he developed command and he's better as a pitcher. Hogwash garbage. It's Justin Verlander throwing left-handed. Mm. The the easy – and he should have disguised it more. Mm-hmm. But he messed up because he wore the same tight pants that JV does. And so Verlander, if you wanted to be incognito – he should have worn like Sabathia's pajama pants, but he went with the same pants that he wears normally, and that's what tipped me off that it's just Verlander throwing left-handed. And I don't think I can be convinced otherwise. <laughs> but seriously, like I'm doing it. I'm putting. I'm putting him seven. Let's go. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. Now, here's the real question: What happens next year? Who? Uh, I'm He's gonna also have... a free agent. Yeah, but I mean, no matter where he goes. Well, yeah, because this is one of the scarier spots to pitch. I know that you didn't have, you initially didn't have Matt's ranked, which, by the way, if anyone's looking mm-hmm. at, he is going to rank Matt's and a few other guys. Yeah. Um, because you were worried about Toronto. So, yeah, I guess you're right. It can't really get to be worse. He's not going to go to Colorado. So let's forget the free agent part. But, like, what are we top 20 for Ray next year? Top 10, top 15? Like, I don't know. I mean, I think he deserves to be in the top twenty. It, I mean, if we believe these gains, which I think we do, yeah. Um, and he's he at worst will stay in division, but more than likely head to a different division in a better home park. Right. Uh, he's already pitched in the National League, so we know he can pitch there. You know, effectively. Uh, like there's no there's no spot that I'm super afraid of necessarily. Yeah. Like the only one that could really scare me would be Colorado. He's not going there. He's Absolutely smart enough not. to know yeah, not I mean, to go so. there, and they, they won't pay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Robbie Ray is easily top twenty, ranging in the fifteen ten to fifteen range. I think for my twenty twenty two rankings, which I never thought would happen. I, I, I'm so impressed by this. I love it. I've I've, I've been a ne- negative Ray guy just because I feel like people have never given enough credence to how much his whip hurts you. And and I've talked about this before about how a lower ERA guy with bad whip, and he has great strikeouts too, by the way. Um, but th- these guys get favored way more than the opposite, which is what Joe Musgrove was prior to t- prior to last year, where he was a little bit of a higher ERA but a great whip and also pretty decent Ks. Um, so yeah, but he's not that guy. He's not that guy anymore. And this turned on a dime. He was garbage last year ray was unusable he had a 662 era 190 whip so where the hell did this come from i mean he got he got definitely got more aggressive uh Mm -hmm. and i mean first pitch strike rate easily the highest of his career and and over 10 percent higher than it was in 2020 um but i mean he really just he you know he said i've got good stuff and i'm gonna attack people yep and I think he started trusting his stuff more. It's like part of it. It's like, well, what took so long? But hey, better late than never that he got here because forever he probably should have been challenging more since he has quality strikeout stuff. 
And I mean, this could, it could have been the organization too said, Hey, listen, we brought you in here because we think you've got really good stuff. Start attacking hitters. And, you know, as opposed to maybe Arizona was telling, Hey, you know, people will chase, people will chase, people will chase. Well, you know, you have to, you have to attack the zone at some point too. Uh, And, uh, and I think, I mean, this has just been huge for him and there's no reason to think he can't keep going. Maybe he ends up back in Toronto. I mean, they're going to be looking for starting pitching. Why not I mean, just keep the guy that you, you, you know that you, you trained? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if he wins his eye young under their under their tutelage, uh, I think so too. You know, they're still going to be spending money. They're still in this window. I mean, they might not even make playoffs this year. I mean, he's got to turn down if he, I mean, especially if he wins his eye young. He's got to turn down the qualifying offer. Oh, for sure. For sure, they'll uh, offer it, but uh, he's you're not, not going to do a Gosman and, and take the qualifying offer. Well, because he can't improve his stock, right? Like, yeah, no, he can't. Gosman right? might be thinking like a full season of awesomeness can improve my stock. Robbie he's Ray, about like, to get paid this, too. Is, this is the season. Like yeah. this is the season that you want to go into free agency with. So it's time to get your five year mega, mm-hmm. uh, you know, nine figure deal, right? That's right. If it's uh, over a hundred million, that's nine figures. Okay. Sounds right. Um, but yeah, so Robbie Ray, absolute G. Glad you moved up. Speaking of Gosman, though, perfect transition. Mm-hmm. I got him 13. You got him 32. Yeah. What am I missing? What am I missing on Gosman? Have I'm, you watched much Gosman in the second uh, half? Truthfully, no. Truthfully, yeah. absolutely not. I, I'm going off stats and and just his reputation for the year. But I, I just I, I see continued success. But you see something that's maybe toppling a little bit. Three uh, outings under six innings this month. None of them particularly awful. I mean, the Oakland one wasn't good, but he got lucky to get three unearned runs to kind of salvage it. Uh, but it's a 316 ERA, 27 strikeouts, seven walks in 25 and two-thirds. So I thought, okay, things are still cooking, but you're seeing something a little different. And this is where the difference of watching a team day-to-day versus kind of casually being uh, more aware of him, like I said, I haven't deep dove into Gosman. So what do you see in there that has you worried a bit? Because that's a, that's a pretty big split for us, almost 20 spots. The command and control has me a little bit worried. He just hasn't looked like himself on the mound. And I don't know if this is, you know, there's some, you know, he's had some personal things going on uh, with his wife uh, was pregnant um, and, uh, and having some complications of pregnancy. I believe she had the baby. Uh, just recently so maybe this is going to be him starting to kind of be able to focus back on baseball a little bit again um, or if it's just he's tiring out a little bit it means at 152 innings already uh, mm-hmm. for the season so almost 100 uh, innings more than he was last year but he just doesn't look right he, he's not hitting his spots within the zone um, he's you know before the last two games he was walking a lot of guys but even in the last two games like the Braves and the uh and the a's really bailed him out of some really bad spots and i just i just feel like there's like a big game where he's just gonna get crushed coming um and i'm i'm just a, a bit worried on him i mean i still have him as what top where i, where I put him at 30 something yeah, 32. 32 it's not like you're you're thinking that not he's burying him or anything, anything. yeah so. um but That's yeah fair. i i am a i am a bit concerned i mean you look at it you know second half numbers uh, 37 to third innings for 82 ERA. It has gotten better, you know, here in in the last month, but because uh, a lot of that weight comes from the Pittsburgh game where he got shellacked. But I just don't think he's an pitching like an ace right now, uh, and so I'm I am a little bit concerned. Nothing actionable, of course, but 
uh, you're you're starting him every time out, but I, I couldn't pull him into my top three. Okay, okay. Um, you know, I understand. I, I'm going to keep a close eye on him now, and uh, I'm going to commit to watching his next start. And if I if I come out the same as you with the with the with the worries, watch he'll come out today and throw a fucking no hitter. Oh, he's throwing today? Okay. No, no, I, I don't know when he's oh, throwing. Um, just, just yeah, whenever his next one is. He's uh, Wednesday versus Milwaukee. Okay, so that's a good outing though too. Mm-hmm. And if he if he stands tall against them, maybe you'll move him up. If he is wobbly, then I'm I'm coming down. Sounds about right. I'm, I, I think uh, Wednesday. I'm seeing what time the game is. Maybe I'll maybe we can do a watch party or something. Oh no, it's a little late. I'll just have to watch it. Uh, sorry about that. Yeah. Um, Wednesday, you said it's late. It's, later yeah, it's in the day. forty-five your time. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we do need to schedule a watch party. We, we've had a couple weeks off, but I'd like to do a few more before the season ends for sure. So we can talk about that uh, offline and get it scheduled for Tuesday, Wednesday, or Wednesday, Thursday, or well, Wednesday or Thursday are really the best days for me. So we'll look at those two days. Let's talk Alec Manoa again. Similar to Gosman, where you don't have him crazy. Like 30, I'm not going to say, what are you doing, dude? Are you even watching? But I got him 17, so it is a split. And here's wh- here's why I like him so much that I ranked him there. Jays have already said he's not going to have the concerns of innings. They're turning, they're turning him loose. He's their guy. They know to make a r- playoff spot if they're going to do it. They need him, so they're, pu- they're pushing him. And unlike Gosman... I've been watching Manoa, so seeing that, you know, kind of seeing him grind through these starts and, and watching his maturation uh, every fifth day, I'm just really amped about him. I think he's been fantastic. He has the dud against Washington. He bounced right back with a great start against the White Sox, pitched well against my Tigers. I was super impressed again with the White Sox start because he had some trouble that he had to work out of, and he really really stood tall when he needed to. Um, it wasn't his best start. Like he, he had eight base runners in six innings, only five strikeouts, but only allowed one run. He really, really did his thing. Uh, so because he doesn't have the innings limit, I stuck him, kept him in the top 20. Where, where do you come out and why do you have him down at, uh, down at 30? Why do you hate him? I, do you I thought 30 was kind him? of somewhat aggressive on Manoa. So it's, um, I guess I probably could move him up a little bit. I'm just trying to figure out who I would, move him ahead of like like we just talked about Wainwright as a guy like who like could conceivably like be a top 20 guy the rest of the way with the way he's pitching and not having an innings limit um I like I, I don't know who I'd put him ahead of I I like Manoa a lot I, th- I thought 30 uh, I think 17 is super super bullish I don't have a problem with it though because I think we've talked about like Toronto's remaining schedule is pretty lines up pretty well hasn't he been better than his teammate um Ryu his teammate Ryu yeah I just I mean Ryu's got the track record that I just I trust him a little bit more um which I I mean so I mean I, I can understand you wanted to push him ahead of Ryu uh you know maybe I put him ahead of McClanahan mm-hmm. um but I'm really having a hard time like which guys I would want to push him ahead of uh I think I'm gonna keep him at thirty, but like I don't like I think the difference between him at thirty uh and like maybe like uh 
Max Freed at 18 or Joe Musgrove at 17. Like, I don't think there's a huge difference there. Okay. Like, these are all guys you're starting every time out, right? That's true. I mean, yeah, there's nothing to change as far as uh, action, as you said, with, with Gosman as well. Like, we're not making moves uh, based off of that. Um, based off of anything in the top 30 where anybody's being sat, you know, Mm -hmm. and I have Ryu at 30 and then Manoa at 17. So, you know, okay, that's fine. But I I love Manoa. I'm, I'm nervous about how high he'll go next year in terms of the price should be through the roof, but man, I want to be in on it. If it's not, I mean, if you're breaking in here at 17, I think you will. I think you'll be leading some of the charge for Manoa next year. I don't think people are going to want to put him in the top 25 next year. But I can really? totally understand yeah. wanting to. I'll, I'll be I'll be ready to make that move. Uh, top twenty five, uh, Jameson Tyon. I'm not even super in on him, but you got him seventy eight. There's just so many losers down there that <laughs> <laughs> I, I trust him a bit more than that. He's he's had an up and down season, but honestly, when I looked at his composite numbers, I, I actually did a little deep dive on him before his ranking because I was like, I don't know how to feel about him. I feel like every time I look, he's getting crushed. But he has a 418-123 ERA whip combo on the year, just under a strikeout per inning with 125 in 127. Um, you know, he's coming off a bad start against Oakland, but I, I that start hadn't happened by the time I ranked him. Before that, though, he hadn't allowed more than three earned since June 29th. So I'm looking at somebody that, for me, I think like about 65 is the cutoff of guys where I'm just like, there's there's so much trouble once you start dipping down there. Like I have Vladimir Gutierrez, 65th, and I can't figure him out, by the way. I, I want to <laughs> like him because he's got a giant spider on his uh, spider tattoo on his neck. We call him spider neck on my stream. But he doesn't have an out. Like, I don't get it with him. But anyway, I get down there and I start to worry. And you've got time tie on all the way at 78. And I'm just wondering, uh, what are your concerns with him that, that you got him down there? Or maybe you just don't see the pool the way I do that. 78 is like spot starting dregs kind of situation. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I see the pool. Maybe the same as you, uh, I see top 80 as guys that you're, probably okay starting most times but you might pick and choose a little bit i mean he does have got the angels then baltimore then toronto then the mets and baltimore we push back a little bit on the the top 80 comment there because that means that there's no streamers in a 12 team because that gives every 12 yeah i guess i'm thinking more of a a 15 teamer as opposed to and you have corbin at 80 yeah no corbin needs to come down um corbin yeah uh though i'll tell you the first thing I did when I when I when I kind of put together this list was run rest of season projections. Um, uh, I looked at steamers, and they have they are really like Corbin rest of the way for some reason. And and that right there is why you don't in, in a nutshell is why I don't use. Re- and it's nothing. Listen, projections. The people who make those are so much smarter than me. It's Absolutely. unbelievable. But but I mean, a lot of that, people are so much smarter than you. Exactly. That's why I don't care. But that's just taking so much history that he's not that guy. Yeah. So what's the point of even using that? Yeah. No, I think, and that's fair. Um, so yeah, I mean, maybe I should move Tyon up. He's been kind of rough the last few starts. I mean, you look at just his uh, his August numbers: uh, four forty four ERA, strikeout inning, which is great. But I mean, five home runs in twenty six innings. Um, 
including, you know, four in his last three starts uh, against, you know, some teams that are, you know, Chicago and the White Sox and, and Oakland, but good, but, you know, also struggled a little bit against Minnesota. I just don't think he's particularly good necessarily. I think he's fine. Uh, and he's got a long injury history and, uh, I worry like, you know, this is the most amount of innings he's had in a, in a while. Uh, this is Tyone, right? We've, yeah, we've shipped we've shipped we're, it from Corbin. I just wanted to make. Oh, sure. I'm sorry. That... Yeah, sorry. We're we're talking about Tyone. Okay. Um, I just yeah. want to make sure that people understood that we went back to Tyone. You here. know, he only threw 37 innings, so 37 or 30 innings in 2019. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm just worried about like, will he can will he like struggle down the stretch, putting on all these innings that he hasn't thrown in a long time, and um, it's not a great park to pitch in, not a great division to pitch in. Yeah, I'm just a little bit concerned with, you know, how he'll finish. Um, but I ranked him, which is more than I mean, you did rank for other him. guys. Again, I just think that, like I said, for me, that, that, that that's in a zone where I'm like, I'm barely ever using Tyon if he's down there at 78. And 44 might be a little too high for, for me to when I'm looking at it right now. Um, in fact, I, I see. Yeah, we probably need to meet in the middle here. Yeah, I think so, because like literally the next five guys that I see, I like better. Snell on a, on a come up. He's mm-hmm. been pitching much better. Hauk, even though Boston jerks him around, I still like him better. Caprillion, mm-hmm. Scooble, Carrasco looked sharp his last time out, starting to turn things around a bit. Even a Noah um, coming back off the, off the rehab, and he looks great too. So I'm actually going to go ahead. I'm moving him down to 58 on my end for Tyone. Okay. Yeah, I think that that seems about right. Because I was just about to say, I was like, I hope you, I hope you put Marco Gonzalez, who's been pitching his ass off. Oh, love no. Marco. You're gonna leave. Mar- you just put him above Marco. No, gonna- Marco. Marco's actually going. Um, okay. Marco's actually jumping above Hendricks because, like, they're pitchers of a similar vein. I, I like to try to, and I, I can't. I'm not perfect with it, but I like to kind of keep those guys together. If, if anything, you know, like Wainwright's the king of those pitchers right now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but you know. Gonzalez is his queen. He's right there next to him doing his thing. He's been excellent. Uh, as you mentioned, and you know, Hendricks, Kyle Gibson, they're there's they're in that same kind. So I do have Gonzalez over Tyon. I got Tyon now at 58. And um I feel I feel I feel better about that. 44 was too high. And and I'm gonna move uh I'm gonna move him up to 68 on okay. mine. Um, put that in the notes. So Moved him to 58. Justin moved him to 68. So we meet in the middle. I like it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, he definitely compromise. should be up higher, a little bit higher than that. But I just, I'm not gonna move him. Um, like, uh, let's see, I, I'm not gonna move him above Kyle Hendricks, Matthew Boyd. I, I really like Josiah Gray, uh, the aforementioned Vladimir Gutierrez, Zach Thompson. Oh. Do you like Josiah Gray though? Because not as much as you do. Another great transition. You have him sixty-sixth to my forty, and I don't think I'm too high here. I'm not. I'm not buckling on this. I love what Josiah Gray is doing, and again, specifically based on what we just said earlier about maybe we just put off to the side the innings concern situations and we'll deal with those as they come up. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna 
use that as a negative point here. If he hits an innings limit and they take him out, Washington does, I'll take Josiah Gray out of the rankings. But until then, I'm going to judge him based off of how I view him. In fact, that's going to be my new policy the rest of the way. I'm not going to try to guess where these guys, uh, where I should rank them based on the innings limits. So I got him 40. He's been amazing. And one thing I like is that even when he isn't at his best, the strikeouts are still there because he's been a home run concern without a doubt. He's allowed at least one homer in all of his starts with Washington. He's allowed eight in 28 innings. But when you're not walking, guys, and you're a strikeout stud, you can limit the damage there. So it's been one, one, three, two, and two earned runs facing Atlanta twice, Toronto, Philly. The only easy team has been Miami. I love what Josiah Gray's doing. Can I talk you in on moving him up at all? You said you love him. Can we meet closer there uh, on the Josiah Gray ranking? I'm looking at his remaining schedule, and I think he can. Um. What do they What do they got coming up in Philly, in the Mets, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Miami, Colorado at home, Miami, Man, Cincinnati. If he, if he doesn't get shut down, the latter half of that schedule is really hot. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know why they would shut him down. No, I don't. I don't necessarily think that he, he has. He only to be. threw fifteen inning, fifteen and two thirds in Triple A. Exactly. And so then like thirty six. They, they so there's no reason that they shut him down. Yeah, yeah, I'm moving him up. Um, yes. And I think he's going to go up quite a bit. Uh, I'm going to put him right above Cal Quantrill. Put him at okay. 47. Let's go. Okay, perfect. I, I'm very cool with that. I like I like that a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm very big on Gray. Now, he's somebody who's going to get some helium next year, but I don't think it's going to be exorbitant. Um, no, because, I mean, he won't have thrown a ton of innings. I mean, I won't have thrown a ton of innings, kind of hidden on Washington. Mm-hmm. So if he's not on your fantasy team, you might not be as, like, dialed in to how good he is. And unless he gives up, like, zero homers in September, the homer rate's still going to stick out. And you're going to hear about it all winter about, like, yeah, I like Gray, but what about those homers? Which is not unfair to bring up. But I'm, I I think he can fix that. I don't think he's somebody that is automatically a home run machine. In the minors, in 198 innings, he had a .3 homer nine. He, he was not a homer guy before. So this is kind of a new thing for Gray. And uh, I think he can overcome it and, and be – and just be a monster. Like I, I love Josiah Gray. So I'm I'm glad that uh, that I was able to get you to move him up there. If you could ballpark it, again, not going to hold you to a number on a 2022 ranking, but is he going to stay around here, like top lower end of the top 50 for a uh, 2022 ranking? Because don't forget, we're going to. I think add he'll be lower than that. I mean, it depends on how he finishes out. Yeah. Um, Will he be out of the top fifty? Because don't we're like, are you talking in terms of ADP back. or in terms of my ranking? Your ranking. Oh yeah, you know he'll be he'll be probably inside the top fifty. But you um, think we'll be able to get him cheaper than? But that. I think you'll be able to get him cheaper. I, th- I mean, a lot of it. I definitely want to see what the home run rate looks like rest of the way. Um, mm-hmm. and really, what like the ground ball rate and fly ball rates look like um, rest of the way? Because I mean, we're, we're talking about a guy who. Uh, so far this season, you know, he's got an almost 60% fly ball rate. Dang. So, like, the, I mean, there's a reason why the homers are bad. He's letting, you know, his, his ground True. ball rate's under 30% um, for the season. Uh, and that's what he was doing, you know, 
not quite as drastic, but that's what he was doing in, you know, his short stint in AAA this year as well. So, um, yeah, the, the overall fly ball and ground ball rates are not good. Uh, and if he can start to change that a little bit, if we can start to see some a little bit of change in that kind of profile, then I'm going to be really, really interested. Uh, but I think they're going to continue to be homer problems if he doesn't do that. I mean, he can't put that many balls in the air against you know major league hitters and expect them not to go over the fence. That's definitely true. Like that, that is an exorbitant fly ball rate for Josiah Gray that he will definitely have to work on to curb those home runs and get back anywhere near that beautiful .3 homer per nine that he had in the minors. But bottom line is we both love him. We're in on Gray. So happy to have him in the main. I hope he continues to pitch well. He's been uh, he's been very nice for me, and I love the strikeout stuff. And they called up the uh, the double play partner today, in, or the double play the the battery partner. I'm sorry that he was traded for in Kiebert Ruiz, who will now be up. And you know I don't know if there's an extra level of comfort there pitching to him. That could be cool, and uh, maybe that'll help get the home run rate and check even this year, which would be nice because then you're not even as scared of him uh, if he gets the home runs in order the rest of the way. So big ups to Josiah Gray. That was fun. We got each other to move on several of those names. So I enjoyed that. Um, I want to talk about these two Texas randos, and that's literally how I listed them <laughs> on the notes. Nothing against them, but they're, you know, they're kind of newer guys here. Uh, Glenn Otto was somebody who uh, you know, was making – if you're in kind of the deeper fantasy realm, he was making his way around uh, the waiver chatter yesterday as some people saying like, oh, maybe this is a savvy pickup. Vlad Sadler even said this is one that the Sharps will be on in Glen Auto. Came over in the Gallo deal, I believe. In fact, I think both of these guys might have done that. Um, the other guy we're going to talk about is AJ Alexi. Um, did he come over in that deal too? I'm, I'm pulling up Gallo's trade log real quick. But anyway, Glenn Otto's already had a start in the majors, and it went pretty darn well. Um, let's see. No, Otto came over in the deal. I don't know where AJ Alexi came from. He came from the Dodgers. From the Dodgers. Who have um, they traded? But that that was a few seasons ago. Oh, that was in 17. Okay, yeah. so we don't know on that. But we're, we're going to talk about AJ Alexi in a moment. He's on his way up apparently. But Otto's already here. And uh, he looked sharp in his in his debut, 41% strikeout rate in five innings. You like that? But he's he was awesome in the minors this year. He had a 24% strikeout rate with both Texas and the Yankees at AAA. Solid walk rate, big swinging strike rates, 17% with the Rangers, 16% with the Yankees. And that's in um, a combined 30 innings between the two teams. So just add it up, and you're looking at about a 16% a swinging strike rate in 30 innings. He's been great. Do we believe in 25-year-old Glenn Otto here that he can be useful down the stretch even as a Texas Ranger? Uh, I think so, because I think they're going to give him plenty of run here. And he has not given up home runs since he was in double-A for the Yankees back in June. We love that. Um, and, I mean, his biggest concern in terms of what his profile looks like it's supposed to be is the, the end zone command. Mm -hmm. So the fact that he has been actually really good in that department all throughout his career, um, and the control has been pretty good as well, uh, I think there's a lot of reasons to be kind of excited about Glenn Otto, especially pitching in Texas in that huge ballpark. 
Um, yeah, I think this is a guy I probably should have put in the back end of my top 100 uh, and kind of just left off. Oh, no, I did put him in. I put him in 98. Oh, there you go. Um, so and I think that's probably where he should be. Now, his schedule is a little bit more rough because, you know, we, t- we talked about a lot of these kind of like pitchers on good teams having like nice little schedules the rest of the way. That's because they're playing teams like Texas. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. like he's he, his schedule for the next two weeks is nice. You've got Colorado, the Angels and Arizona. So that gives us a real good opportunity to kind of evaluate him over the next week and a half, two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, before he finishes off the season against Oakland, Houston, Chicago White Sox, Yankees, and then Baltimore, and and he'll miss the Colorado series. Unfortunately, he gets because uh, it's Colorado in Texas. Uh, he gets the Angels later this week, and then the A's next week for Glenn so Otto. He's missing the two best parts of these next two weeks, which is Arizona Correct. and Colorado. So That's, it's unfortunate. I think I'm. I'm going to roll him out against the Angels, and I did pick him up one spot this week. So He could get Arizona, by the way. The way it works out, because he's, he's slated to pitch Friday against the Angels, and so then it would be Saturday, Sunday, Monday, mm-hmm. Tuesday, yeah, and then Wednesday. He, well, he could. Why not? He could get that Wednesday start. One, two, three, four, four. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he, could. he could get that win this yeah. Wednesday start. Okay, like, yeah. Um, the reason that it's not guaranteed is because they uh, there's – Dane Dunning coming off the COVID list could get that start. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Maybe they want Dunning, a pitcher they trust a little bit more, uh, against a tougher team in Oakland, and then they let Otto get Arizona. That'd be so nice if they did that for us. Yeah, but, but then, uh, I mean, yeah. it all evens itself out because then if he doesn't get Oakland, then he'll get Houston. Oh, well, he'll probably oh. get Houston either way. Yeah, um, maybe you don't want that then. But listen, if he's pitching well, then maybe he becomes somebody that you want to use even against tough teams because he's got some good command and control. He's had some swing and miss this year for sure. Uh, at double A AA and triple A, so Glenn Otto is somebody that's on on my list. I actually figured if you had said, you know, how do you predict the uh, um, Fab is going to turn out? I said, oh, I'm going to get Glenn Otto because I don't think I'll get Edward Cabrera or Matthew Boyd. I ended up getting both, so my Glenn Otto down the line was not even uh, did not even come into play. I ended up getting Cabrera and Boyd for my bids. So I was interested in Otto, but he was third to those two. But I'm keeping a close eye on him. In fact, I want to watch his next start. I did not see this first one. I started researching him when I saw him pop up on, on waiver projections. Um, what about teammate, soon-to-be teammate, I should say, A.J. Alexi starting tonight against the Rockies coming up from AAA. He was part of the U Darvish deal. So that's how they got him from the Dodgers back uh, back in 2017. So he's been with the organization for a while. A little bit different of a profile here from Otto. He doesn't have nearly the control, command and control. Double-digit walk rates all the way up, but good swing and miss as well. So one of those kind of standard guys that can get the strikeouts, doesn't always know where it's going, needs to work on a changeup. Just kind of your prototypical younger arm. Uh, the the changeup made some advancements this year, and uh, he's been pretty good in AAA. He had a 184 ERA, 102 whip. I mean, that's better than pretty good. But the skills were saying be careful with the 11% walk rate and the 1.2 homer nine, so he was kind of uh, avoiding that. He only has 15 innings at AAA, though. 50 at AA, where he was very successful, 161 ERA, 101 whip. So I know you're you're more box score scouting than anything else because you don't have a lot of 
on Alexi. Neither do I, by the way. I've never seen him pitch. But what do you think of this guy? Is he is he interesting at all uh, as well? Um, similar to Otto, much worse, better. Where where do you come out in relation to Otto as far as AJ Alexi pitching tonight for the Rangers? Yeah, I mean he may be a guy throwing like in a DFS lineup. Okay, uh, but I have like the fear like this is gonna go bad in a hurry type thing. I mean just. I worry about, you know, homers, walks, uh, which have been kind of his issue, you know, throughout the minor leagues, especially the walks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, you know, I kind of need to see it. And unfortunately, that remaining schedule kind of rest of the way kind of doesn't line up super well for him. Uh, you know, At least he gets Colorado tonight. He gets Colorado no. tonight. And that's why I said, like, I'll be willing to uh, I'll be willing to, like, throw him in a DFS, like GPP, kind of see mm-hmm. what I can get. Maybe I get lucky and he does, you know strike out a bunch of guys in Colorado on the road, uh, you know, struggles, uh, especially in a bigger ballpark. But I just don't know that he's going to be fantasy viable rest of the way unless he comes out and really shoves and, and interests us. Yeah, uh, definitely a big split between Alexi and Otto for me as well, wherein I've got to see something from Alexi before I would trust him. At least we get to kind of see it tonight against a um, poor opponent, but that's the thing. You don't want to put too much stock into that and have him get beat up by Angels, A's, Houston, whomever he faces in the division type of deal. But I'm going to keep a close eye because they might be uh, putting something together here with a little bit of rotation with some guys that are useful. And we never talk Texas starters because why would we? But I figure with these two guys kind of being up in the news, I wanted to give them their own little section, even though I did call them Texas randos. So uh, great work on your rankings, Justin. I think you did all the positions too, right? No, I just did pitcher. I'm, oh, okay, okay. I wasn't I'm, sure. I'm working on kind of all of my positions for my my first ranking set of 2022. Okay, perfect. Which will yeah, hopefully yeah. be out sometime at the beginning of uh, of September. Yeah, mine will be in October, so uh, yours will be out before mine, but both of our pictures are updated, so if you are a subscriber to the Patreon, you can get those. We will have a watch party this week. We'll kind of get that figured out offline, uh, but I have to pee very badly if I can be so uh, so forward to explain that, that I need to end the show. So it was great <laughs> talking with you, and I'll talk to you later this week, Justin. Take it easy. Take it easy.